0: Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsportsville, your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, on Tuesday, it's Mr. Matthew Rooney. Andy's not quite got the day off. He's off doing other goofy internet stuff, but don't worry. The Betsports Golf Show, that'll be back next week. Unfortunately, we're not sending Andy to Hawaii for the golf. It's
1: my understanding they are golfing they should send us to Hawaii to do brown bag bets live while they do the golf show from home. I feel like that, sh- that would be fair.
0: Right. I mean, uh, Hawaii is a very environmentally conscious place. So they'd be pro the brown bag bets
1: as opposed to the That's plastic a good point. Bag bets. That's a good point. We are not plastic bag bets. We're brown bag bets. Uh, Noops. How was your holiday? How, how, how did everything go? How was the betting? How did the betting go? Was, was there any good gifts? Was there any good meals? I'm sure there were.
0: It was a lot of good food. My dad does a seafood blowout every year for Christmas Eve, oh. and then the next day is just Italian food and cookies until I explode. Nothing too crazy. I will at some point have my lovely sister me a brown bag bet sign that I haven't found out like how to put it I saw that. Me. You sent that People in the group. That was it. fantastic.
1: So, I think you just
0: put it right behind your head there. I think I, I'd still find a way to like attach it to the wall, basically just make it its own shelf. I'll figure that out. But just How about you? What would you do for, for the holiday? How are things in uh, Chicago? Did you have any white Christmas?
1: Uh, it was very white and it was very cold uh it didn't snow a ton but it was the, the snow was kind of already on the ground and then there was a lot of the wind whipping around the snow um so didn't get snow. it kind of looked like we did um and yeah it was absolutely freezing it was incredibly cold so that was a lot of fun but uh made some made some great steaks on christmas eve christmas had a very large italian dinner so it was a Really nice back-to-back day of meals for me. Got some got some nice gifts. Spent some nice time with the family. Didn't have to talk to Andy all that much. It was really just a win-win-win. Just kidding, Andy. We know you're not watching. It makes sense.
0: We had the football game last night. I don't know if there's anything of interest to say other than, you know, it seems like the playoff picture is starting to form up a little bit here in the AFC. The Chargers are now sitting there in the 6 you You've got the Dolphins at the seven. It doesn't really feel like the Patriots, Jets, Titans, Steelers, they're all no. one game out. It feels like hard for them to come in it seems like we might have three nfc east teams in the playoffs which i'm sorry everyone that's just terrible news
1: yeah but i'd rather see that than the packers and i may admit it might be selfish of me as a bears fan but i don't know like i i keep seeing this argument in this debate that like oh you know the packers might be better coming in as the seven seed they won the super bowl in 2010 with that and like they're getting hot at the right time and yeah i i roll like they didn't really beat the Dolphins as much as the Dolphins just gave them the football game. Like, obviously, I hope two is okay and not seriously concussed, but like he was clearly still concussed in that football game after that hit. And those pat, like the three interceptions in the second half were just like, here you go, like here's the ball. Like, it was a bad high school interception. So like they just kind of gave him the game. Like Aaron Rodgers wasn't all that sharp. And if that team has to go into San Francisco in Week One or in the in the Wild Card round, I don't see them getting out of the first quarter still in that game.
0: Yeah, the Packers stuff, it's just like, well, the Packers would be better as the seven seed. Well, the Packers would be better as any seed. Let's remember that they're out of the playoffs. Of course, it would be better to be in the playoffs. That's much better for your chances of winning the Super Bowl if you're in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm sure that getting the seven seed and having to go to the one place that Aaron Rodgers cannot win in the playoffs is, and then have to go to play the best team in football in the Philadelphia Eagles if they win that on the road is a much more desirable position than a a, a home game or a, excuse me a bye week and then a home game in the one seed like they had last year. Yes, please try giving please keep giving me that argument that makes a whole lot of sense it's enough
0: of professional football let's get into the amateurs see what the college kids are doing and i, I like this first bet here at the top because somebody told 25 me to play, minutes to kick to, off to, to, to play the quarterback passing yards over and my guess is if you like georgia southern here minus five and a half mr Trees to have i think it was over 297 passing yards what do you think of that
1: Uh, I like it. I like Georgia Southern, big on Georgia Southern in this game. Uh, It's the Kyle Van Vantrese revenge game. He was uh, Buffalo's quarterback the last couple of years. Um, And I, that's the re like, that's the kind of stuff like that for me in bowl games that I jump on kind of bet to, it's going to sound dumb, but like, Yesterday, I bet on New Mexico State because Jerry Kill looked awesome in the the uh, Native American like poncho, like paying respect to you know New Mexico where he came from. New Mexico State played good, great football and they won that game. Like bowl games, kind of have no rhyme or reason, and a lot of these are just guessing. So if if you find something, you find a gut feeling bet, like just go ahead and take it. This is a revenge game for Kyle Van Trees. We bet on Buffalo, or I guess we bet against them. Remember they had that weird game against Akron at noon on a Friday um, that we bet on because it was a makeup. We played, we uh, we, yeah, we played problems. Akron plus the 11. Akron really should have won that game outright. Buffalo came back in the second half. Uh, Buffalo's not a very good football team. They're not the team they've been the last couple of years. They lost at Central Michigan. Central Michigan's not very good. Sorry, Reed. Um Georgia Southern's played pretty good football. They can score a lot. Kyle Vantrese is a pretty good quarterback. Clay Helton, I think, is a pretty good group of five coach. So I'm going to go with Georgia Southern Lane, the five and a half. East Carolina, minus seven and a half against Coastal Carolina. Uh, Grayson McCall is in the transfer portal, but he's still going to play. They lost their head coach who's now headed to Liberty. And that's a team who actually similar to Liberty, just kind of quit at the end of the year. And I don't see them having much reason to play this game at all. This doesn't really seem like a rallying around Grayson McCall type game. This really kind of feels like it's over. And this whole team, including Grayson McCall himself has kind of quit. I'm very surprised he's playing in this football game. Uh, I think Eastern East Carolina has a whole lot more motivation. I'm not going to touch the uh, the Memphis game. Too many points, totals too high. I, I was thinking about a Memphis team total over 33 and a half, but I'm not going to go anywhere near that. I think that that third game is a nice little take a break from betting spot for me. And then the Wisconsin-Oklahoma State under. Uh, most of West, uh, Oklahoma State is in there. Are a lot of Oklahoma States in the transfer portal. Uh, Wisconsin's quarterback, Graham Mertz, not that he's very good, is in the transfer portal. This is going to be a whole lot of running the football. Um, Oklahoma State's. Two backup quarterbacks, whichever one of them it is that is going to play is not all that good. Uh, and it's Jim Leonard's last game as Wisconsin's defensive coordinator. They already have a pretty good defense. I think they're going to have a lot of motivation in this one. I think this is going to be like a 16 to 10 type football game where it's just a whole lot of Wisconsin running the ball. Oklahoma State kind of thinking and dunking and running the football as well. I don't see a lot of points. I think that's way too many. Uh, so we're going to take the under 45 and a half in that one.
0: I like it. I like all these. This is fun. Yeah. I don't normally are an underdog guy, but those do it do it does seem like good you favorites.
1: Know, I I did feel weird having two favorites, and that's almost why I stayed away from the Memphis one because they're having a point favorite too. You know, weird things but in bowl games. So I did stay away from that one. It felt weird not having some underdogs, but I've been riding the underdogs a lot, and I think it's uh, time for a little bit. It, this is this seems like a favorite day to me. This seems like a favorite state to me. But if you uh, do I, like, I like the underdogs, like we've said, take the money line. Just take
0: the money. Yeah. No, absolutely. And like even that minus five and a half, I'm going to see if I can find like a minus six and a half or something, see if I can yeah. slide that out a bit, do something like that. But it does. It feels like all these bowl games, it's a lot of motivational angles because, you know, it's been a little while since a lot of these kids played football. Apparently, it's not as exciting to be in bowl games anymore. We have everybody quitting. Nobody wants to play. They all like want to go home. So if you can find a team with a few players, especially important players that really have something to play for, it mm-hmm. makes perfect sense to me.
1: Like we're uh, Dan and I were talking and and Minnesota is playing Syracuse in the pinstripe bowl. I believe that's on Thursday, Syracuse's best players. They're running back. He's not playing Minnesota's best players. They're running back. He's 57 yards away from the the school record for rushing yards, probably like Minnesota or at least a, you know, Minnesota offensive, you know, some sort of offensive total over in that one. There's you got to do a little digging sometimes, but there's usually some, some pretty solid reasonings or motivations to bet certain teams in these bowl games.
0: Makes a ton of sense. Let's jump into the NBA. Ten games tonight in the association. Um, three bets I like. A couple bets that I'm sort of eyeing. It's disappointing. It doesn't look like De- Demontis Sabonis is going to play. Otherwise, I might have played Sacramento Kings as an underdog at home. So keep an eye out for that. If Jalen Brunson is in, I will be betting the Knicks plus four, plus five, whatever they've got. He's got a sore hip, but my guess is he probably gets it together to play his old team in the Dallas Mavericks. Three bets I have made, though. Two team total overs, and I'm going to lay a bunch of points with a bad team. Um, 76ers, team total over here, 114. Uh, the Sixers team has been really fantastic the last couple weeks. As dangerous as it is for me to bet on a team I like, a team I love, really, if I'm being perfectly honest. They cause me emotional anxiety. They
1: pain. seem to be your favorite.
0: Very silly. It's all the only team that really matters.
1: It's always dangerous to bet
0: on them to have some success, but really like this matchup tonight. They go up against the Washington Wizards. Thought about playing the full game over. I don't mind that if you like to play that as well, but really nobody here that's going to be able to slow down and beat really nobody here that's going to be able to slow down. James Harden, some of the secondary players um, should do pretty well. Tobias Harris generally doesn't have a problem going up against Kuzma and guys like that. So really like that matchup. And again, the Wizards have been kind of an over team with Bradley B on the floor, with Kristaps Porzingis on the floor, which we see tonight. So you can take the full game over if you want, but I have the Sixers team total closer to 117, almost 117 and a half. So anything 114 or lower looks pretty good to me. The Raptors, uh, generally not a great thing to bet on the Raptors to score a lot of points, but going up against the Clippers team tonight that played a long overtime game against the Pistons last night, pretty much 40 minutes for everybody to support on the Clippers team. I expect us to see a lot of people here um, get sat for the Clippers tonight. Kawhi Leonard might actually play because he didn't play last night, but really not going to be a lot of guys for the Clippers on the floor tonight, I believe. The Raptors have been much better at home. They're back to full strength and have been scoring more points. I've gone over this team total... um, I think it's like six, seven of their last 10 games at home. So again, like this spot for the Raptors, they should be able to beat up on a Clippers team that should just be exhausted tonight. And as crazy as it sounds, I'm going to lay seven points with the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're at home tonight hosting a San Antonio Spurs team. Uh, that played last night, played a tough, long game. A lot of minutes for those guys, and I expect to see some serious regression. They shot 55% from the field at home. I think it was just over 40% from three. The Thunder have been fantastic at home, especially against other bad teams. (laughs) Um, you know, this isn't a Thunder team that is really tanking this year. Whenever they have Shake Gildas Alexander, they play very well. Everyone's healthy for the Thunder tonight. So, going to fade another team again in the Spurs, who are in a really tough back to back spot. So, Sixers team total over, Raptors team total over, and Thunder minus seven. Dan points out, by the way, that, um, the Van Tree's over, yeah, that's right. A bet us. Um, it was two eighty five this morning. I wonder what it is right now. But it was two ninety nine in some places. Look around. Obviously, props are different, especially yeah, do, college. Do
1: your shopping. Props. Yeah, do your shopping with those. You can get some favorable totals, or you know, obviously not as favorable totals elsewhere. You're gonna bet an alt spread. I love when you bet alt spread. This is not an alt spread. This is the puck line. Oh, that's that's, that's why. I this is the. It, it's 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 not a. The last Blackhawks are that count. bad. Blackhawks are that bad this year. They're 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 trying oh, to I'm be sorry. that bad this year, but that's okay. Uh, if they get the number one pick and get Connor Bedard, it is, this is this is all goes away, and this is all very. What's with what guy's name? Connor
0: being good at hockey. What's up with? I that?
1: don't know, but it seems to be a thing. Like Connor Bedard is the next Connor McDavid. They say apparently that would be awesome. Probably not because it's really hard to be the next you know greatest most talented NHL player of all time. I won't say greatest yet because that's still Gretzky. Um, but he would be nice. He'd look very good in a Blackhawks uniform. So fingers crossed. We're we're tanking for for Bedard. Or that, that's that's the point here. But you're bad darting. The, I don't get it. You're
0: playing bad dart. Oh, bad darting. Got it. I go.
1: <laughs> no, I get now. I get it. Get it. I get it. That's fair. I, it's it's the holiday season. My brain's It's early. Off. I get it. It's uh, but I am going to fade my Blackhawks big time tonight. The Hurricanes come into this one uh, minus two and a half. They're a very good hockey team. Um, they are, I'm betting on two very good hockey teams. I think today, um, they are absolutely a Stanley cup contender in the Eastern conference. Uh, They've had a very good season thus far. They play very well, offensively, very well, responsible defensively, have a very good goaltender. Um, I I like them at minus two and a half at home against the Blackhawks who don't really play very well, haven't played well uh, in Carolina the last few years. They seem to get blown out there just about every time. I don't think tonight's gonna to be much different. The Blackhawks, like I said, they are tanking. They're a bad hockey team. They're going to get worse. They're gonna trade some pieces off in the next couple months. Um, so I, I'm I'm down for fading them just about whenever. They they don't really score all that much. They have journeyman goaltenders, their defense, of course, not all that good. So plus one fourteen for the Hurricanes at home. Well rested team too. This the, the hockey holiday break is over now, so all these teams are pretty rested. Even the Hurricanes laying the two and a half. And the Bruins laying half against Ottawa. Ottawa had a had high expectations coming into this year. Uh slow start that they bounced back from a little bit but still kind of just a 500 team after that slow start. Uh we're going to take Boston lane the one and a half Boston is the best team in the NHL right now. They're 27-4 and 1 I believe it is. Uh they are very good offensively, very good defensively. They've gotten great goaltending this year, and they're coming in fresh off the break. So we're going to take the really good team against the very okay team at plus one thirty four. lane, the goal and a half. I think that's way too good a value to pass up on Boston.
0: I like both of these. You know you me, me. I'm, a, I'm all
1: about the puck lines.
0: All about. The puck I, line. I'm going to see if I can find Hurricanes minus three and a half. Let's do it. Like, what do you think I, the you most I would could win by?
1: I think that could I, like that could be a five to nothing, six to one type game. If you can find four and a half, take it. If you can find three and a half, take it. Why not? Let's stack it up. We'll do a hockey stack.
0: I like it. I'm all about well, the stack. Everyone else likes the word ladder. I like stack. Let's call. We'll call it a ladder. Whatever. I like stack better. All right, stack it up. We're gonna stack it up. And tennis. Unfortunately, no tennis matches. Again, it's the. This is it. This is the last week. Next week, we have a real tennis tournament. They might even be outrights, depending on what's going on. It's gonna be great. But. The fun part about these couple weeks is some books will go out and put out kind of some fun futures, some markets to watch on players kind of throughout the year. Um, Generally pretty soft. Now, again, lower limit stuff, a little harder to find. I've got two players here that um, there's odds for basically players to finish in the top eight in the WTA. This is the DraftKings. A few offshores have this, but... Basically, the way the WTA works is there's a ranking system and you earn points as you win tournaments. Obviously, if you win a Grand Slam, that's worth the most points. I think you get 2,000 points for winning a Grand Slam. You get 1,000 if you win a 1,000 event, 500 to 500, 250, et cetera, et cetera. And you get more points kind of as you play through. So the rankings can be pretty interesting and it's fun to kind of find some value on these players. And there's two players I like quite a bit. Um, the first one here, the Wimbledon champion, Elena Rybakina. Now, it's obviously a little tough for Rybakina. She comes into the season with 2,000 points from having won Wimbledon last year. So unless she wins Wimbledon again, that number is going to drop down. But as you start to look through her year, really struggled at the beginning of the season last year. It did make it to the final in Adelaide, but only made the second round in the Australian Open where she got injured. Didn't play a lot of the indoor tournaments to start the year. So as much as you know, I don't expect her to win Wimbledon again, she certainly could. But there's a lot of other places for her to play more than she did last year, to perform better than she did last year. Again, you look at kind of all the grand slams, um, lost in the first round of the U.S. Open, second round of the Australian Open, like I said, and the third round at the French Open. If she can make the third, fourth round of all those tournaments, that more than covers up what she's going to hand back at Wimbledon on top of what else she could get. You you look at the top eight rankings here. She's going to need about. 3,500 points or so, and I just—it's really hard for me to see her getting, you know, less than 3,000. I think there's a good chance she gets up into that 3,500 number, which again gets her right in the top ten or better. As I—I'm sorry, the top eight or better. And as I look at the top eight, a few names that I expect to fall back a little bit. Caroline Garcia is number four right now. Zachary is six. casaquina is eight. All three of them had a really fantastic year last year, and it's going to be hard for them to repeat. So give me Ry, uh, Rybakina plus 275 here, and one of my favorite players barbara Krejcikova plus 300 uh, she was simply injured a lot last year did not have a ton of success um in tournaments early on, missed a huge chunk of this huge chunks of the season. You know, didn't play really from February to May, skipped most of July, um, the July season, played very little bit towards the end, but was able to pick up a few wins kind of in August and October, played herself kind of back into form. So really kind of playing this one based off the fact that I expect her to be healthy this year. And when she's healthy, she wins tournaments. She cleans up at some of these smaller events when she goes to play doubles and does as well play singles here. There's a couple grand slam events. Again, she did do terribly well in the Grand Slams last year, except the Australian Open, so a lot of room to make up there. I mean, the French Open, where um, she actually won the French Open one year, uh, she lost in the first round to Diane Pari. Very, very strange. So again, it should be a great bounce-back season for Kredjakova. I'm pumped to bet her in some of these early tournaments if this kind of pricing you know, filters down to outrights and things. But for the year, put a little bit here, uh, right back into plus 275. Kredjakova plus 300 again to finish the year as a top eight WTA-ranked
1: player? This might be a dumb question, but why is like top, Why is it top eight and not like a nice rounded number like top ten or top five? Or are There's those available tur- as well?
0: Um, some places, I think, have top five, top ten, but um, both tennis tours, the ATP and the WTA, have an event at the end of the year where it's the top eight players go. Okay. That's kind Got of it. why they focus in on that. Makes the WTA sense. Finals, yeah, it's the best of eight tournament. Same with ATP, so that's kind of why they held in on that. But no, that was a good question.
1: Look, Dan threw us in threw this in the chat for us. Van Trees uh, total on Bet US is now two ninety three and a half, and that is minus one forty. There's no value on the over anymore, unless you can find an alt total somewhere, which uh, might be a little bit tough ten minutes prior to kickoff.
0: That's it's again, like I said, the game started just a little bit here. I think Bovada had like 297 in standard juice. So go ahead and sell okay. the four yards. Don't lay minus 140 on a don't do TV that ever. prop here for eight. Noon take one extra pass,
1: take one extra pass completion, and take the 297.
0: Yeah, it's again. Maybe somebody will stiff arm somebody, get pick up the few yards. I think you he can. You'll be fine. You can cover that I, with 30 cents. And yes, Jason, I know I'd explained my joke, and thanks for reminding me. I thought it was Justin a good Herbert joke. No, it's just short.
1: Oh, you, you just need to emphasize. You you didn't emphasize bad enough. You emphasized bad more. I would have got it. It was fine. It, it was a good joke. I would. Let's not give, give him some break. Right? Again, he so.
0: just to remind me. Herbert was almost there. Ugh.
1: Aren't we so we lucky that we that. have so many bowl games today and tomorrow and this week? Like this is, this is what we talk about on Fridays on Brown Bag. We like, why is there no day baseball today? We have day football and like four, like three games. It's fantastic. We well, really need to take a step back and yeah, and, and realize how lucky we truly are during this holiday season.
0: It really is a blessed time of the year. This is like the best week of the year. I'm pretty sure everybody's off. I know anybody that, that I work with is pretty much taking the week off. we got New Year's Eve coming. So let's get to some bowl games. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Before you leave, give us a thumbs up, a subscription, do all that stuff. Andy loves it. It makes him really happy. That's why we're here. We're here to make Andy happy. And we'll true. be back tomorrow with more.